Hello, Beef Sticks listeners, and get ready for a double-headed thunder fuck. Yes. This will rock your world, shake your foundation, light up your life, and probably be anticlimactic. Fat Mac, I have been to the Thunderdome. All right, Mel Gibson, how was it? It was SmackDown. <laughs> With a few more lights and uh, video screens, which I'm not sure yet if it adds or detracts. Because this isn't a bunch of people in an arena enjoying a wrestling show. This is a bunch of people sitting at their desks watching wrestling on a computer with video cameras pointed at their face. And they're alone. And they're just sitting there. And it looks like just photographs half the time. Well, first of all, Pasty, I mean, you can't blame WWE for that. Because we know that pro wrestling fans don't really have girlfriends or friends. So it's not like there could be a group of them watching anyways. (laughs) Let's just get that out of the way right now. (laughs) It's it's an interesting concept and, and a trying time, and I applaud WWE for making a move towards something different. I, I do like what it adds to entrances as the entire arena effectively is being used. And they well, before, the we, uh, before we start dissecting it, then, do you yes. want to bust off the top of the show and, and kind of give the give the, the listeners at home who are who are don't want to subject themselves to SmackDown, let them know what exactly is going on. Well, if you don't want to subject yourself to SmackDown, you can always subject yourself to SummerSlam coming up this Sunday, in which the Thunderdome will return. Actually, yes. So we'll get into this. The Thunderdome, WWE's newest attempt to interact with fans and improve TV ratings, was the talk of the wrestling world this week and officially started today with SmackDown. But what is the Thunderdome? It apparently is a wraparound LED display that will have a rotating virtual audience. The virtual audience members will be placed on LED boards and will be able to view the match or segment live as it is occurring before the TV audience gets to see it. The fans in the virtual audience will be rotated every 15 to 30 minutes. After that time, the viewer could be repositioned to another location on the video board or removed from the live feed entirely. Viewers will not be in the audience for the entire show. It was noted that more enthusiasm of viewers shows, the more likely they are to stay in the live stream and could get a better location on the video boards to be seen on TV. Because that's what everybody wants, right? Mark out, folks. Eating Cheetos at your computer desk. Show me (laughs) on TV, baby. (laughs) There will be a moderator that will interact with virtual viewers. It is not known if the moderator will tell viewers who to cheer or boo for. An entire team is in charge of the virtual audience production. Their jobs will be rotation, positioning, and removing viewers from the video boards. So no showing your nuts or butts or you'll get the can before the seven second delay catches up. WWE has standby st- spots for Thunderdome in case the viewer feed goes out. They decide to leave the feed or they are removed for not following the rules. Regarding not following the rules, there is a feeling that they will be tested over the next several shows by people seeing how far they can go before they are removed for one reason or another. It's been said that if you are removed from the live feed, your name and email address will be added to a blocked list. Oh no! They're not playing no games, Fat Mac. The feeling is getting through Monday's Night Raw would be considered getting over the mountain in terms of working out the issues that may arise. 
it was mentioned the worst thing that could happen as they lose their feed to the virtual audience members and would have to think on the fly as to what they should place on the video boards. It was noted that they have a backup plan, but it is not an ideal one that they want to go with. Oh boy, can we stop and speculate on this for a little bit? Like, what is the not ideal backup plan? Is it is it like uh, Jr. Kiss my ass? <laughs> just I'm think I'm thinking it's just a it's just a collage of Triple H just fucking pedigreeing and pinning people. <laughs> <laughs> just a loop of all of his finishes. Ah. Uh... There, of course, will be a time delay as program. Actually, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I yep. don't mean to interrupt you, but, Ooh. you know, what if they just uh, what if they just restreamed uh, AEW's uh, Dynamite? They might get more viewers <laughs> that way. <laughs> That's the ticket. Oh, oh no, it went out. Just, just stream Dynamite from Wednesday. We're sure to get viewers. <laughs> That's so mean. Ooh. I shouldn't say things That's like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Ah. <sighs> Of course, there's a time delay as programming on TV will be ahead of what you're watching. So if you are a virtual viewer partaking in the Thunderdome, this is done to keep the show running smoothly and to fix any issues that may come up that are fixable. Flexible. Flexible. It also appears, sadly, no longer pay-per-views are back. What? It also appears that, sadly, the longer pay-per-views are back with the Thunderdome. We've learned that SummerSlam is expected to be three and a half to four hours long. The shorter pay-per-views seem to be gone, at least for now. God damn you, Thunderdome. Damn you, Thunderdome. Need to play that song, but we can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now let's let's get into our thoughts and stuff. You... You, did you watch basically the whole thing? Not saying you paid yeah, attention. To yeah, I missed like it. the first, I, I didn't get in until about 10 minutes in, so I missed the opening, which is something I didn't want to miss because I figured that'd be one of the cooler parts. Um, but apparently it was just Braun Strowman getting attacked by the, the hacker group Retribution, and then the whole the whole roster coming out to guard the ringside for two matches, and then they stopped guarding ringside. And Miz was the locker room leader. It was that's, weird. That's WWE. Don't forget about it by the second commercial break. It's just it's 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 strange. You're gonna implement these new screens with people's faces on them, and then you're gonna have a bunch of wrestlers stand in the way. <laughs> I am interested in this retribution thing, semi. Um, just because there I was like, like these, thirty these the of them of, tonight. Yeah, I'm not liking that. It makes me think of like a. You know, uh, uh, they're probably not, but it makes me think of somebody back there was like, God damn it, T and, and our impacts bringing back aces and eights. We got to do something to yep. counter program them. Yep, they're trying to counter program AEW, but they also have to think about impact at the same time. I was just thinking about that this morning, like <laughs> trying to juggle all of this. It's it's beautiful watching them try. Right. It's uh, so I'll be interested to see who it is. Obviously, if there's like 30 of them in the ring, they don't have a plan for 30 wrestlers to be unmasked as it. Yeah. And and, and unless there, I see two possible goals. One, it being like a, a another nexus, like an NXT thing. Mm. The other thing I could see is depending on how long they're going to draw it out and and what they feel the future is of uh, travel and wrestling. If it was like the UK people. 
Yeah. You know, like the NXT UK guys or something, or maybe like um, Evolve guys. Because mm-hmm. I did notice on the network now they do have Progress and Evolve, um, some Progress and Evolve shows on there, which is interesting. It seems to be just uh, 2019 shows, and then like um, they got a Best of Evolve for Keith Lee and a Best of Evolve for I think Gargano and some of those things. So I don't know. CM Punk could, put out an interesting yeah, tweet that it could be. Um... The the grandchildren of all the promotion owners that Vince put out of business. That'd be really cool. That would be hilarious. That would be nice. Just something completely out of left field. Like, I don't just want to... I'm hoping this isn't just going to be some amalgamation of superstars who are already in the company. We're just a bunch of nobodies we don't know with one face that we know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and for the love of God, don't let there be thirty of them. And I don't know how you're going to explain that away once you do a reveal of like six people. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty simple to do. I think. I don't know. The Dark Order started with like twelve some odd people, didn't it? Yeah, and I know, yeah. Like it, that's funny too because it feels like they're they're countering Dark Order and Aces and Eights in one mover trying to, and it doesn't yeah. work as well. And Dark, both Dark Order and Aces and Eights, I know for a fact. They had people under those hoods before they had any idea who was going to be in the group. You know, yeah. it was like we got a story; we can write the end later. Yeah, and I like I like that Dark Order is more of a like a like a '90s cartoon villain organization. So they're they're pretty funny. I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, being the elite stuff. They they got some really funny skits skits and sketches where they're all really shitty at everything. It's good. I have not got to catch any of them. Um, I do just want to state for our listeners, too, if you hear any uh, background noise, it's thunderstorming pretty hard down in Fat Max area, so I apologize for that. I'm trying to... Uh... Thunder in the Thunderdome. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's pretty, <laughs> pretty poignant, but I'm trying to kind of... Maybe I won't. I was going to say I'm, tra- I'm hovering over the mute button so that when I'm not talking, I can mute it, but it's like maybe we'll just... I haven't heard anything, so in. I think we're okay. Well, I've been hey, yeah. muting it in between oh, when I'm well, not then don't talking. worry about it. Just leave it. This is the Thunderdome. I'm going to leave the, the Thunderdome. double-headed thunderfuck. It's rumbling in the Thunderdome, brother. Oh, yeah. Woo. No, um, all in all, it felt like a regular SmackDown. The entrances are enhanced. I like to see that. I, I want to see more. I'm looking forward to SummerSlam, actually, surprisingly. Um, not, not for the matches though. Just, just to see what they do with this. Right. Um, just for the gimmick. <laughs> just for One the thing gimmick. that pissed me off is, is even before this, we were messaging back and forth and I said, I really wanted to watch it. I think that the fiend is what's going to be the best for it. Him <laughs> taking control of the panels and using them or putting, you know, filter of fiend masks over the audience faces. Yep, I can imagine so much amazing shit. That the fiend can do with this setup, and, and 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 they're doing it through the end of October. That means we're getting hell in a cell. This is the fiend's playground, boys and girls, and I guess retribution too, if they are hacking and flickering lights, which I think is stupid because they're just doing the fiend's early gimmick now, and the fiend's like <laughs> still in the main picture. It, it that doesn't that doesn't right. sit well with me either. But, uh, yeah, sat through the entire two hours of SmackDown matches I didn't really care about. Nothing special being done with the setup. 
waiting for, you know, a, a, a Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt segment. And I got it at the end, and the whole thing was backstage, and it didn't show any of the arena for any of the, <laughs> any of the <laughs> thing. It was terrible. I was very disappointed. And now here we are talking about it. See, and I and with agree that, with you. I think, I think that's where the Thunderdome is really going to flourish, is by having... The, like the, they've been doing a lot with the well they've always been doing a lot with the titantron but they've really been doing now a lot with like the 3d stuff and things like that and that's that's what i kind of look at this thunderdome thing which for all we know will last past october we just know it's at least until then yes and they've talked about trying to make it more mobile so that they could bring it to other arenas which would be super difficult but it'd be interesting but i think yeah i think you you can do promos on it you can do highlights you can do graphics and I think they, uh, if they're smart, I think they really could sell advertising on there. You could have animated advertising. You could have um, colorful advertising. You could have people, advertisers pay for more coveted spots or bigger, you know, sections of the screen or things like that. I think that's something they don't want to miss out on, at least to me. You can have family members of people who work for the company on the cameras eating their Snickers bars or KFC buckets. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I wonder if that's something that you could do as just a regular fan on theirs, you know, their 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 Kickstarter or whatever the hell they Yeah, they said up. you can you can use it's their like, sponsored products. Yeah, it's like maybe you'd get a better chance of getting more screen time and getting on the hard cam if you were actually drinking a mountain dew and eating a Snickers. I need to go get a Kickstart hat. <laughs> I'll be in the front row. That's hilarious. That's another thing, too, is I was surprised. I didn't, I wasn't totally paying attention, but I didn't see the normal guys in the front row, and I kind of expected that. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Uh, yellow smiley shirt guy with the goatee. You know, the four guys who always sit in the front of WWE. Oh, the guys that buy tickets. Yeah. Well, that's because they weren't buying tickets. <laughs> so if WWE was charging for it, if, if <laughs> WWE was char- those guys don't buy tickets. Those guys are family members of crew or something. Those guys buy fucking tickets every no, they time. they fucking don't. Yes, they do. They are uh, spoiled little rich kids that fucking buy tickets years in advance. Uh, it's pathetic. It is very pathetic. It's no different than old, uh, old Doink Who Dinks, um, the, the Foley. You know, he was the what? same way. <laughs> Fucking what's his name? Uh, I call Doink him Doink that Dinks the Foley. That's yeah. next. That's next week's episode title. That's, I'm putting Noel, that in there right now. Noel Noel Foley's fiance, who's a clown. <laughs> you have any idea what I'm talking about? I don't pay attention. I'm not. I'm not a uh, the Osbournes fan. Well, no, he was—he was—he was one of those guys you're talking about. He was always in the front row, always on uh, a hard cam side. He always dressed in a clown suit. Okay. And then, uh, and then he ended up fucking Noel Foley somehow. Vince sold him Noel Foley. And it's like he was the same way. He's just a, a rich kid who, you know, didn't have to work, and his parents just fucking bought him tickets all the time. It's uh, there's those people are out there, pasty. Not everybody works hard for their money like us. They should merge Holy Fully with the Hogan show. Holy Hogan. You could throw the Osbournes in there, too. Could you imagine that? <laughs> no. It'd be, uh, well, we it's just, I, I think we should not. <laughs> um, the Osbournes was fun for a while, 
and I ain't gonna lie, I watched Hogan Knows Best, even though it was pretty bad. It was still fun just to see Hogan and Brian Knobs fuck around and piss people off. That's all I wanted to see. Um, Simple. And then Holy Foley, nothing. I think I made one episode in. I didn't I watch really any. I, I think you said something about it, and I was like, okay, that's off my radar. I maybe got one and a I half didn't watch Legends and... House, and that was like one of the first things oh. that WWE Network was used for. I loved Legends House, and I really wish they'd do another one. That was super fun for me. And since we're plugging the WWE Network right now, I just, <laughs> just kind of want to mention, I've this week I kind of went through on my free time and and dug up their hidden gems section, and I've been watching a lot of old school 60s, 70s wrestling, watching an old Harley Race versus Ric Flair, Great Kabuki versus, um, uh, versus Bruiser Brody in the cage. That was a pretty badass one. If you're a fan of the old school wrestling, I recommend you go to In Ring, you go to Featured, and then go to... It's hard to find. It took me a long time to figure out where to find it, but it's In Ring, Featured, and then Hidden Gems. And they've got hundreds, honestly, from from new stuff like dark matches that are only a couple years old. They've got FCW stuff from when a lot of the you know wrestlers were in FCW, The Shield and... John Cena and stuff like that, and then mm-hmm. they got really old 50s, 60s stuff. So, whatever you like, they got it. Hell yeah. I'll have to look into that. I know this week I was bumping into the DVR and diving into some classic AEW matches. That's right, I'm talking about AEW Dynamite from four weeks ago, trying to catch up on what's going on. <laughs> uh and then I watched SmackDown in the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Well, let's send this thunder home, Fat Mac, as we dive into this week in pro wrestling history, brother. Well, Pasty, this week in pro wrestling history, IWA Mid-South presented an IWA fairy tale, The Hero vs. The Dragon. Now this is uh this is a cool one because you're gonna recognize a lot of names from around the the circuit now that are still making noise. Um, not the first bunch. Uh, some of you that are into independent wrestling will know Icarus. He got defeated by J.C. Bailey. Flew too close a, to the sun on that one. He he did. He flew a little too close to the sun. Great reference, pasty. Gotta <laughs> get a little history lesson in there. Um, we had a no DQ. Trick Davis defeated Ryan Boz. The IWA Mid-South Light Heavyweight title was on the line when Jimmy Jacobs defended it against Delirious. That, of course, ended in a draw. Scrap Iron Adam Pierce defeated Justin Cage. We had a tag match that had Chad Collier and Nigel McGuinness beating BJ Whitmore and Danny Daniels. The resident beef sticks PBR chugger Eric Cannon defeated Homicide in a 16-minute match. Want to go back and watch that one? Hell yeah! Ian Rotten versus Steve Stone ended in a no contest. We seen CM Punk defeat B Boy in a 20-minute match. We had a fan lumberjack strap match where the fans ringside had straps, and anytime they went to the uh, floor, the fans were whipping the shit out of them. Those are always Whoa. fun ones. We'd seen uh, Madman Pondo defeat Toby Klein. And then 
In the titular match, we had Dragon versus Hero. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson, defeated Chris Hero in almost 25-minute-long match. Dang. So, sounds like a fun card for sure. I'm going to have to go and Hell find yeah. some of these on the old uh, YouTube machine. Yeah, there sounds like a lot of good matches on there. I do believe you passed over the NWAX division title, Matt Seidel defeating Nate Webb. How in the hell did I do that? I don't know, but That's I didn't right. want to they cut you the, off. I just figured I'd pop no, it in I appreciate the it. That's right. That was in there, the NWAX division title. That's back when TNA was still a uh, subsidiary of NWA. Yeah. yeah Matt Seidel, of course. I don't know card. if he's... I don't know if Matt Seidel is better known as Evan Bourne nowadays, or if nowadays it's been long enough that he's more better known as Matt Seidel. I don't know. Well, to me, it's Matt Seidel, so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We like Matt Seidel. We also like NXT. We love NXT, and we also like Triple X shows, pasty. Oh, yeah. And we like to take them over. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Way to slip that one in. <laughs> <laughs> Way to get that one in. We, uh, we nailed them all. And, uh, so that brings us to NXT TakeOver Triple X or 30 or XXX or I'm not sure what they say because I haven't listened to them say it verbally, but <laughs> we still have it here and I'm still finna watch it and then I'll know how they pronounce it. Uh <laughs> The show's going to start out with a pre-show match, which is kind of weird because they've announced that's... a pre-show for uh, NXT TakeOver, but not for SummerSlam. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a pre-show match or two on SummerSlam. It's just That's another announced. thing I've got to say about Thunderdome, too, is they moved from Full Sail, from the, from the Performance Center. And they said that this was for pay-per-views and main roster shows and just left NXT... In the dark, like, I thought you said I was main roster, guys. No, they've, as far as I know, they've always said they're still development. That's their, no. that's their official. When, when they hit USA, they, they verbally said multiple times that NXT was no longer developmental. It was a main mm. roster deal. And they're I, getting left behind. I think they're wrong. Because they can't beat AEW in the ratings. <laughs> but it is developmental. It's not people that have, you know, trained and have... For WWE, at least, it's developmental yeah. talent. Well, I'm just saying what I've witnessed them say, and then they unsaid it today. That's how <laughs> WWE works. You know that. Whatever, whatever way the wind is blowing is how they define things. Yeah. So for this, um, for this one, we get a, a pre-show with a number one contender for the NXT Tag Team Championships, Legado del Fantasma. Versus Brizango versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And Pasty, um, I haven't got to see Legado del Fantasma wrestle yet, but uh, Me all three good talents. I love the name. Uh, it's not happening for Brizango, I'm pretty sure. I would I would almost sway that Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch are going to get it, but I'm going to go for Legado del Fantasma. I'm gonna I'm gonna swing for the fences. My heart swings and swoons and cries out for Brizongo to win this match. But like you, I don't believe they're going to. I'm happy to see them in a match. It sucks that it's on a pre-show. But hey, right. when they were on the main roster, it was the same deal. Oh, if they were lucky. <laughs> uh, I got to go with Lurkin and Birch because they've they've been on a come-up. And eventually they're going to have to take their place, right? 
Yeah, and, and NXT is trying to sell them as beasts. And I also... I don't I, buy it. I don't know anything about Legato del Fantasma. I'm assuming they're going to put on a good show, but I, I think... I'm not even sure which wrestlers it's going to be. I don't know. I would assume Escobar. I mean, it's hey, you know, you know what? It's okay to take a risk on a pre-show match because it doesn't matter. I'm gonna follow my heart, Fat Mac. It's Brizongo. All right, we'll go with that. Like yeah. you said, it's not gonna, it's not gonna affect it. It doesn't affect anyways. anything. It doesn't even affect Brizongo. They don't. They've given up already. <laughs> no, no, they haven't. <laughs> uh, they'll never give up. They need to go to AEW. Ah, can you imagine Brizongo and the Young Bucks in AEW? Ooh, fun. I just really, I just, well, first of all, I could do without Fandango. I love Tyler Breeze. I think he's better off alone. Not in WWE because they won't do anything with him, but yeah. anywhere else he goes, I prefer oh, Breeze. Breeze alone. on his own is gold. I just, I, but, I do um, like the pairing of them. I'm just super surprised that they weren't let go in the mass exodus. Right. I don't know how they kept their jobs. Well, I guess I they're probably they're probably training in, for the performance center and stuff. You know what I mean? They're they're pulling extra duty for NXT. I'm sure. Maybe I have no idea. And then we got the first match of NXT Takeover Triple X. Adam Cole takes on Fat McPaffy. Man, I'm glad yeah. this is the first match because I'm glad I was hope I was worried it was going to be the last match. This <laughs> feels like WWE, and that bothers me when it comes to NXT Takeover. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And Fat Mappy's going to win because this is WWE. <laughs> they're not yeah. main roster, but they're going to treat them like it when it hurts. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not a uh, Pat McAfee fan. I don't. I don't think he belongs in, in WWE, but maybe he does. I know you got your little boner for Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, and I... I feel like he has to lose this, though, to shed the Undisputed Era so he can rise on his own. I feel that, well, that, <laughs> and it's a sports celebrity, and WWE yeah. wants to push him, and yeah, my mind says that, yes, Pat McAfee is going to is going to win, but I, if, if I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to switch horses midstream. I'm going to go with my heart on this one because later on down, I'm actually going to stray away from my heart. So I figure one time I got to go with my heart. So I'm going to go with Adam Cole because you know what? If I went against him and he won, I'd just hate myself. <laughs> just hate myself. Yeah. Uh, then we have the NXT Women's Championship match. Io Shirai defending her gold against Dakota Kai. I think this is going to be a standout match. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Dakota Kai's got quite the evil streak, quite the spunk. Io Shirai sadly has a lot to prove in WWE yet. I, I can't believe. I never would have thought I'd say that, but... I guess when you came I can't be the only Oscar one who thinks Kyrie she's just going to go to the main roster and get Kyrie Sane. Yeah, and and it hurt her that she she came after Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I mean, she's yeah. just not a to the average WWE watcher, she's not as special anymore. Once that happened, um, but I think Dakota Kai is good at chasing. I think she's good with a chip on her shoulder. 
I think Io Shirai is a great standard bearer for the women's division right now because their women's division is starting to get a little uh, a little thin, yeah. sadly. But uh, not not bad, just a little thin. I'm going Io Shirai, keeping the title. I'm right there with you, Fat Mac. I just I, I don't think Dakota Kai is right for the position just yet. Um, I think Io Shirai needs to hold on to this thing a little bit longer as well to prove herself. And, uh, yeah, this should be a good match, though, I, I, I definitely think. I think it will. And another one that's definitely going to be a good match is a Ooh, uh, yeah. Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Yes, indeed. I always uh, see Timothy Thatcher's matches when we do these predictions and result shows, and I can never put a face to him. And that doesn't bode well for him, Fat Mac. I'm picking Finn Balor. Well, you know, Timothy, Th- you know, I was talking about... I can um, never forget those abs. <laughs> I was talking about how they got a bunch of Evolve shows on uh, the network now, and I don't know if they got a best of Timothy Thatcher. I hope they do. He is the longest reigning Evolve champion ever, so that's uh, pretty good. You know, yes. he's he's been around... He's been all the way around the the independent scene, if you will, with your CZW, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, MLW, Dragon Gate, Rev Pro. So, I mean, he's got, he's a hell of a wrestler. He's he, He's got to put and on a great show. And he also has the special talent of raising dragons. He does. He does. He does. And, um. Read but, the book, Fat Max, so you can get yeah, the reference. I was just going to say, I've, I was just going to say, I have no idea what you're, you're talking about Timothy there. Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher, man. It was where's, like, where's when that? I was reading Goosebumps, it was a book like in the library. So like, huh. yeah. Learn something new every day. I did well, not know that. We go over this every time we talk about Timothy Thatcher. So you learn some, the same thing new every I, couple of months. You do know I don't pay attention to you when you talk, right? <laughs> you get it, right? That's, it's recorded, right? If you ever need to know, you can go back. <laughs> yeah, I just look it back up. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going Timothy Thatcher. I think I think they're going to put on a hell of a show. I think Finn Balor should be in NXT to put people over. That's not to say he shouldn't win stuff, and that's not even to say I'd be against him having another NXT title run. I'd love it, Yeah. in all honesty, but I'm going to go with Timothy. I, I want to see what he's got. This is probably the, the match I'm looking the most – uh, second most forward to the next match I'm looking forward to the most, but this one's going to be fun. I'm going Timothy Thatcher. Show your shit. Hatch those dragons, you bitch. Yeah, all over Finn Balor's abs. <laughs> yes. Then we got the North American Championship ladder match. Seeing Action Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Versus Cameron Grimes. Versus Velveteen. I'm going to text your teen dream. Yeah, kind of a controversial deal there. Yeah, WWE's just like, fuck it. We didn't find any evidence. Velveteen's like, thank God for the delete button. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I don't even think... The investigation is closed, but maybe no. it is. Actually, but I, I don't, don't think, think it, it is. is. I don't think it is. It surprises me because then you have somebody like um. Oh shit! I'm drawing a blank. Uh, 
badass wrestler that was accused of beating his girlfriend in the car, and they fired him like two days afterwards. Uh, but 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 it is he he wrestles for Impact now. Yeah, he, he does, and I'm just retire. And then... I'm just completely drawn a fucking blank for no reason. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Anyways, they do shit like that, and then when something like this happens, they hold on to him, and not only hold on to him, but put him put him up front and center. Yeah. Uh, so. And the fans are totally against it. So he's got to have a heel turn in order to make his career work, right? I would, I would think so. How do you have um, a heel turn in a match with Damian Priest? Well, with this many people on there, I think it's it's fairly. Who easy is to Bronson do. Reed and Cameron Grimes? Okay, and why are they in say, this match? I don't know Bronson Reed, but I hope his gimmick is he's a Charles Bronson uh, copy. Comes out there with the mustache and he's like, "Hey there, bub, I'm about to mess you." I don't know. That's bad. <laughs> uh, Cameron Grimes was remember Trevor Lee, one of the one of the best X Division wrestlers in, in Impact. Uh, really badass. Uh, uh, he trained with Matt and Jeff Hardy. He was with that group, um, Shane Helms and and those Maybe. guys. I don't know. The name sounds familiar. He's been uh, big in PWG and M- Impact. He is. Uh, He's multi-time X Division champ. He's he had some really, really awesome um, X Division matches. Yeah, and uh, he was part of the that Helms dynasty that they did for a while. And when Helms came back, he, he's really good. Trust me, he's he's going to be awesome in a ladder match. He's he doesn't look like your typical um, X Division guy because he's not he's small, but he's not built like a Finn Balor. Yeah. He's more built like um he's more average looking. He's not Samoa Joe big or Keith Lee big, but he's definitely so he, not Matt He'll play well with Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll give him that. So um I I almost picked him, but I don't know what he's been doing and I don't know if he's got a program or doing anything. If you look at this lineup and think about it for half a second, I think that's it's pretty obvious whose match this is, right? Well, like I said, I said earlier that I was going to go with my heart with Adam Cole because one of them I'm going to go with my head instead of my heart. And this is the one that I'm going with my head instead of my heart. My heart says pick Johnny Gargano and let him get another run at it. Uh, but, yeah, I think you and I are on the same page. I think this is Damian Priest's to lose. I mean, if he, if he loses it, this is on him. He's how do winning. you turn Velveteen Dream heel in a match with Damian Priest? You make yeah. all the fans think Damian Priest's going to win and then have Velveteen Dream take it. I think they could do a double turn and make Priest I think, uh, I think it's a Triple H show. I think that's a Triple H thought. Could be. I'm I'm going with Damian Priest. I'm going with Priest too, just because I think that's it's, the way. Even though they put him on on the show, I don't know guy, how quite like, a risk to put a title on him. Yeah, it, and it wouldn't it wouldn't make a lot of sense seeing as he's already held that title. Like it would hit different if he had never won it in the past. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Damian Priest is yeah. And the storm she begins here in sunny Palmdale, Florida. Where go. I live. You live in, in Florida, I know. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Woo! <laughs> well, that brings us to our, our main event, which 
is a rare occasion where at least I'm not really super looking forward to this match. This is a, it, it's it's a scary combination of men that could end up with us both being very disappointed. I feel like. I feel you're right. Uh, this is the NXT Championship match. Your boy Keith Lee defending his gold against fucking Karrion Cross. <laughs> <laughs> this could be bad. I don't want Lee to be a transitional champion. I don't like that they gave him both the titles. He's like, here, I'm going to give up the North American title because I can't have two. But Bailey and Sasha can. Right. What? Lee, I don't know. you keep those. You let, you let Karrion Cross take the North American championship <laughs> off you. And you keep the NXT championship. What is going on here? I'm terrified for this, but I'm sticking with Keith Lee. Because I'm thinking with my dick on this one. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes sometimes you got to do that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, well, we've listened to the head and we've listened to the heart. You got to get something to the other. You got to move on. I'll be listening to my ass throughout all the SummerSlam predictions. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I do, and I do want to throw another quick thing in here. I'm, I really sound like I'm shilling for the WWE Network, and maybe I am, but uh, Keith Lee here is such an amazing athlete and really got his name wrestling uh, uh, Donovan Dijak and yes. the, Evolve, the Evolve shows they got on there. They have a few. Are they on there? Yeah, they have a couple um, yes. Keith Lee versus uh, Donovan Dijak. So I definitely recommend if folks don't know Keith Lee from bath. before this – or Donovan Dijak, or whatever they call him, Dominic Dijakovic, or whatever they call him. Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, if you didn't know them from before NXT, I'd definitely go and check out some of those Evolve shows of theirs. Pasty, I'm with you right here. I'm going with Keith Lee. There's a good chance that there's more than a good chance that <laughs> takes it. I think we're going to be very disappointed. But I don't know. Sometimes because I haven't been watching a lot, I don't. Yeah. It, it's hard for me to tell how long. It doesn't seem like Keith Lee has had the title that long but he hasn't like two months uh, not even okay so yeah so i i would hate because he won it on a normal nxt it was when they were doing that two-week thing against AEW's two-week thing so that was like three weeks ago well remember this is the guy that isn't he the one that did he eliminate brock lesnar in the royal rumble or he at least went like toe-to-toe and like they made him to be a real big deal. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of good stuff. The, he he yeah, came in like, after Lesnar was eliminated, but it came down to him and Roman Reigns, or him. Yeah, and then and then who? He eliminated it? somebody big. I remember. I don't. Maybe I it was. Think, uh, maybe it was Reigns. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I maybe Goldberg? eliminated Reigns. That would be know. badass. <laughs> but anyways, I um, thought I thought Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock. Oh, you're right. Drew did. Drew did. Um, Keith Lee though was uh, wasn't he? Um, he was the last man to be Survivor eliminated. Survivor Series wasn't he on the Survivor Series too? Yes. And he, won he was the, the last guy there. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. I mean, the, push him, push him, push him. And I don't give a. I said long before he was carrying Cross when he was Killer Cross. I don't give a shit about him. I don't need him holding the title, but I, I well, can see it happening. He's a scary guy, I'm and it's about time for October. I know. I'm going Keith Lee though. I'm with you. Um, we're in the wrong boat. It's sinking already. I can (laughs) feel it. Um, there's a killer croc in the water. Didn't get a chance ahead of time to, uh, 
come up with any tiebreakers. Do we want to try to throw something out here that we could do, or? Oh, uh, none of us picked Velveteen Dream. Uh, do you want to go if if that happens, or? Um, how about Gargano? Is he going to actually be in the match? Which we'll talk about later, but you get to be questioning why I'm saying that and tell them, folks. <laughs> right? Now you, <laughs> until now you the bitter end of the show, because you know um, that's where we leave. All we want to do that. I'll, I'll go with. Uh, I'll, I'll pick mine first here, and on SummerSlam, you can pick the first tiebreaker because I have faith in my Gargano. I'll say, yeah, he makes it. Okay. That means we got to find out something for... Uh... We'll come up with it by the end, I'm sure. We always do. Oh, yeah. We do. We do. I wrote dose, not does. <laughs> so let's snap right into our next segment and our next predictions in this double-headed thunderfuck. WWE SummerSlam 2020 live from the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. And we're going to kick this show off with a once-was-a-hair-versus-hair match and is now a no-disqualification, loser-leaves-WWE match, seeing Mandy Rose taking on Sonya Deville in the grudge of the century, brother. (laughs) Yeah, right? Sonya's like, I don't know if I want to be bald. I'd rather quit. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't look bad bald. I think she could pull it off. And I think she, she could. Remember when uh, she could Serena kick it into her... like an extra badass gear, and I think it would work well. Yeah, it worked for to me. It worked for uh, Serena Deeb when she ended up shaving her hair when she was part of the Straight Edge Society. Yes, indeed. And then, um, and then the uh, oh gosh, the uh, the Cajun, the Voodoo Priestess, I'm the uh, Roxy Laveau. When Roxy Laveau got her head shaved, too, in a, in a hair match, she actually, she rocked that look because she's just this crazy Cajun broad, and I thought it worked well. So it can work. It can yeah. work. Yeah, very much. And I definitely think Sonya could pull it off. But it doesn't seem like she wants to. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I think it's got to have some kind of a fucky end, right? It's got to, and I don't think either one of these women are leaving WWE. No, no. That's a, st- a situation that rarely ever. Well, like, this whole thing me. came around because Mandy Rose cut a promo saying she wanted things to go back to the way they were and just put all this behind them. And then Sonya's like, no, I'm sick of your face. And because of that, I propose that we step this up a notch. And it's a no DQ loser leaves WWE match because I don't want to look at you anymore. So that's, that's how that boiled down. I could see... Um, since they are kind of underlining NXT being developmental still, I can see the loser maybe going down to NXT. Even or Sonya something. Deville would be good on NXT, and it would really help build her up for an actual comeback on the main roster eventually. Yeah, yeah, she she was so much better down there anyway. Obviously, Mandy's staying with Otis. Yeah, I don't think... She already cut her hair to look like a trailer park girl. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm going Rose. Rose wins. Yeah. Yep. Especially Same. with the no DQ, uh, um, with the no DQ on there. This is going to turn into Otis versus Ziggler. But... <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're both going to get involved for sure because neither one's on the show. Yeah. So they got to get some, some <clears throat> camera time. Maybe they'll be in the back on the Thunderdome. That'd be funny. 
Um, then we got SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey taking on Asuka. This is interesting because I found out when I was writing predictions for this that Asuka's taking on both SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship. In back-to-back matches. Uh, at least that's how they got it run down right now. I yeah. um, I think that's what they I were talking about why. on SmackDown. And then the order was determined on SmackDown. Uh, Naomi came out and challenged them, and it was a uh, beat-the-clock thing. Okay. And Naomi beat both of them. And, uh, yeah, Bailey goes first and Banks goes second. Why does Naomi care? I don't know, but they're also, like, sowing de- seeds of dissent between Bailey and Banks. Like, Bailey was offering Banks up to go in the f- for the first match or whatever. Because Naomi, so, she's with uh, Ember Moon now, right? In an in a awful tag team that they're not going to do anything with? I don't know. They, they didn't do any of that. Just Naomi beat both Bailey and Banks, which is a bad look going into a- matches... Against they Oscar. gave him a stupid name. I'm going to look this up real quick. <laughs> um, because Ember Moon is another one that had so much going for her. And yeah. then look what they've done with her. Are they called the Funkadactyls? <clears throat> no, they're called something way worse than that. <laughs> um, Glow of the Moon. Um, go ahead and talk about the match while I'm looking this up real quick. Well, I mean, that's that, that boils boils it down. I do like the fact that they're starting to sow why? the seeds of dissent between Bailey and Banks because they're both champions and they both got something to lose. And to start this feud at SummerSlam and run it through Mania, that, that's what you got to do. And I think this is the feud you pull that trigger on this year. Uh, maybe it wasn't an official name because I'm not finding anything on here, but I heard a really stupid name. But do we know why Asuka's facing both of them? Because she wants all the gold to prove that she's better than both of them. They've both been fucking her off, and, and it's for Kyrie Sane and all this other stuff, too. They've so. been fucking her off. That's an yes. odd way of putting it, but we'll go with it. <laughs> They've been fucking her off. Um, okay, so who, who, who do you got? Uh, I, um, I think we just, I guess, because I am, uh, Oscar for both, probably. Isn't that what we're doing is just guessing the whole thing here? Yes, yes, but I'm saying Oscar for both just to get it out of the way and done with. Okay, yeah. I'm, and I I'm think doing you start the, the Bailey-Banks war now. I mean, it I doesn't really, start now, but it starts soon. My thought is I don't think she's going to win both of them, but if I bo- vote for her on both of them, she's going to You're going to get one point, yeah. <laughs> um, and if I did one or the other, I have a chance of losing two points, so it's like, well... Uh, but I would love to see her win it. I want her to be, you know. What if Bailey and Oscar Banks fight each belts. other in both matches to get disqualified so they retain their belts? That'd um, be a thing. They could, but I would think that would be Oscar winning both matches, though. So and I, I know don't add um don't add logic to an illogical situation, <laughs> but I would think if uh, Sasha came down and interfered and Bailey got disqualified that somebody backstage would change the raw one to an ODQ match or something like that. Yeah. But you know, that's just, that's again, trying to add logic to an illogical situation. They won't do it, but I could see that happening. Yeah. But yeah, for points wise, we'd still both win. Yeah. I'd be disappointed though. I'd like to see two belt Oscar. Yeah, I think so. She deserves it. After everything they put her through after, you know, she was supposed to be the hottest thing in the company and they're like, but we got Ronda Rousey too. Yeah, and they've seen to kind of been coming back around to her now and giving her more respect and more 
more credit. She's going to win both belts and Rousey's going to come back <laughs> and take them from her. Maybe could. <laughs> or Charlotte. Charlotte will be like, I'm ready for Asuka again. Right. I could see that. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, I was backstage and I found this Money in the Bank briefcase, and I know it's not seasoned, <laughs> but it has a contract in it. I'm challenging right. you for a match for these belts right now. And she walks out of SummerSlam as two belt Charlotte. Right. <laughs> that would just be too fucking much. Uh, no, talk about too fucking much. Up next, we have the Universal Championship match. Seeing the monster, Braun Strowman, versus the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. You know, when the Fiend turns into a demon, he puts on a mask. Braun Strowman turned into the monster and just shaved his head. <laughs> he looks like he reminds me of Big Show, and Big Show is just a beard, you know? So that's why they changed the stipulation for Rose and DeVille, because Braun Strowman already took it. God damn it! We can't do it twice! We just had that! Was this so the with Swamp match was a hair versus hair match? Is that what you're telling me? I think it was. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was and I think that... Uh, Gotta hate matches Braun, like that with no finish. Like, what Braun was the Strowman, point in me even watching that? It was... I don't know. I do know, though. I think Braun Strowman pissed off Vince McMahon by cutting his hair and having to change the Mandy Sonya match. So, I'm going to say The Fiend wins it. Yeah... I don't know why I wrote this earlier, but the monster. I feel like there's Alexa Bliss is coming into the picture here, and maybe Braun is pulling a smart card and, and using Alexa to trick the fiend into stuff, thinking like Could he's be. got the power. I don't know, because I feel like the same thing is going to happen in the main event match, but not with Alexa Bliss. Somebody with equally as platinum hair, I guess. But, uh... I, 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 I'm going to stick with my earlier pick and say the monster. All right. That works. Then we move into a, uh, a match that, that could, could be quite a show stealer. Honestly, it could we got be the, we got the United States championship match. Apollo Cruz defending his U S title against MVP, who I'm so glad to see back in the ring. Who's Apollo Crews got in his corner is my question, because you know MVP is going to have Bobby Lashley and Benjamin Shelton. That's a problem. Yeah, I don't know. Is MVP going to win gold in 2020? Is that going to be the last part of the apocalypse? I wouldn't be against it. He can still wrestle pretty damn good, and he's still awesome on the mic. Yeah, I um, haven't really seen him compete since, like, the first couple of bumps he took when he came back, and and those didn't please me. It looked like he was going to hurt himself. Yeah, I guess I can honestly say I probably haven't seen him wrestle for over a year, so <laughs> maybe maybe not. I know before that he was still on top of his game, but... um, I'm sure he's on top of his game in NBA 2K20. There you go. <laughs> he's balling. <laughs> Ah, uh, so what you got then? Well, what do you got? Well, I got, I, I'm going with Apollo Cruz. I don't think he should lose it now. I think he, I don't know that he's getting any respect, but he's such a, a an amazing athlete and having a win over uh, a veteran like MVP and somebody that can probably, you know, even if he's uh, three quarters of what he used to be, should be able to put on a really decent match with him and, yeah. and make it enjoyable. 
I think that's what needs to happen. I think you use MVP to put over Apollo. I think so, too, and I think this boils down to probably a fucky kind of disqualification finish where Cruz is doing really good against MVP and uh, Lashley and Benjamin get involved. Something along those lines where MVP can punk them and they can still beat them up, but Apollo Cruz keeps his gold. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool that Apollo Cruz is on a match in the middle of the card. That's that's something I never thought I'd see. That's something that we didn't expect for a long time. Yeah, uh, I'm glad. Then then uh, then then we got the number one contender for match of the weekend, Fat Mac. It's a street fight between <laughs> Prince Dominic Mysterio and Seth freaking Rollins, your Monday Night Messiah. <sighs> Did you see him get beat to hell with the kendo stick? Uh, Did you which, see the welts on Dominic's beat? body? Dominic, it was oh, like last week. No, I have not seen that. Oh, boy, yeah, he had welts on his front and his back. Seth Rollins made him his bitch. Dominic is no good in wrestling. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't look like a wrestler. He doesn't move like a wrestler. I don't know why. He's the. Uh, How he's is the, this um, so worth it to Ray that he's got to sell his soul to WWE? That's. He's the David Flair and the Garrett Bischoff and the, you know, the <laughs> of, of of wrestling where he's just obviously you know, it's the honestly so he gets pushed. CPS should get involved with Ray Mysterio's family over this. Dominic should be in an independent promotion to start <laughs> his career, for sure, and not debuting in a match at SummerSlam 2020 unless he's Braun Strowman's tag team partner. Right. <laughs> yeah. I uh I don't know how It is I, a street fight though, you know. Anything can happen in a street fight. It's Seth Rollins versus a new guy who doesn't have any experience in a street fight. I don't know, man. I don't know. Dominic Mysterio looks, uh, God damn it. Who's the one you don't like from the inner circle? Oh, uh, uh Guevara. Sammy yeah, Guevara. Yeah, he's a giant Sammy Guevara. <laughs> you know what? I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. He should be in AEW, man. Jericho could take him into the inner circle. <laughs> <sighs> He can be a bar, bar, uh, a bariqua. I think they I could, said they that could, wrong. No, bariqua. Okay. Um, they could do a they could do a skit where like Sammy Guevara just isn't cutting the mustard, and they do like two weeks where they show like a training montage, and then when they he's inject done, him with the Captain just, America serum. There you go, yeah, and then it comes <laughs> back, and it's, it's Dominic Mysterio instead of Sammy. We never see Sammy again. That's the one Sammy side Guevara. effect is he lost all the talent he actually had in the first place. Oh, he didn't have anything. <laughs> no, I think I think I think SG can go in the ring. I think I think he needs he can, to he not can do so many. Go better than Dominic. I'll, I'll yeah. give you that. He can go yeah. better than Dominic. No, I think I think uh, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes in, in AEW is still one of my favorite fast-paced matches in the, in that company. You go, girl. I will. <laughs> So where are we at? You, we're stretching it. Oh, we're stretching it. yeah, we're stretching it. I, I got to go with Prince Blanket. 
Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's a street fight. Anything can happen. I mean, gonna... it's his father's soul. If his father's soul is fueling this, I think his kid has to get a win. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm surprised that Dominic's so bad in the ring because you'd think he'd have some of his dad's talent. I mean, Eddie Guerrero was awesome. Yeah, but you remember how fat Dominic was a year ago when they first started bringing him around? You just missed the joke. I think it went over your head. Remember they had the, they had the, uh, the storyline where Eddie Guerrero was his father? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I was just joking. Yeah, Eddie I, Guerrero was like, yeah. I don't listen to you when you talk. That's the problem. Yeah, we both have that. No, same the problem. old lady was just headed out the door for work. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going Seth Rollins though. I think I don't know what. I don't think Mysterio loses anything by losing this one, and I don't see really even what he gains. I just wanted I, to write Prince Blanket really bad. That's cool. I can dig it. <laughs> Blanket wants to be a prince, and I don't know that. Uh, I, I've just heard rumors that that's what he's going to be going as is a uh, Prince Mysterio. Yeah, he's because, supposed to be getting a mask too is what I heard. Yeah. Cause Rey Mysterio, you know, in, in Spanish means King of mystery. And so the King's son would be the Prince, Prince of mystery. I just so. feel like if he, if he does get a mask, he'd earn it through victory. Right. Yeah. His yeah. father wouldn't be like, I'm so proud of you for getting your ass beat by Seth Rollins. Here's a mask to cover your face. So people don't know you're my son. What if he's so ashamed of him for losing that he has to cover his face? Oh, he sells him to Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy! All right, then we got the Raw Tag Team Championship. Rey Mysterio gave his eyeball for this shit. <laughs> what is this? What? Why? It's not worth it, Ray. It's. Oh. I wish I could shake him. And be like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Your kid is never going to hold a championship. Maybe tag team titles with, like, I don't know. I don't know who he'd even tag with. I don't uh, know, but, but Ray and his one eye could team with, with Shorty G. With, uh, Shorty Ray. G and Prince Mysterio. If Ray Mysterio is walking around with one eye, he could start teaming with PCO, and together they'd have two good eyes. There you go. Except they're at e- extremely different elevations. Oh, so it's cross-eyed. They'd be called the cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> the lazy eyes. <laughs> uh, oh, PCO, I miss you in these times. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. This could end up being a really good one. I'm Street looking Profits forward to this. Versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I love all of these men. Uh, they are... In my eyes, the future of the WWE tag team division, whereas, you know, New Day and shit's getting a little stale. They should be. I will I will underline that for sure. I know you like to be. say Street Profits are just like crime time, but I think there is a huge difference. And I think, when I think Street Profits, I think next level New Day. That's, that's where I sit. Well, they definitely got more, um, they definitely have... More talent than Crime Time. Yeah, they they don't go. They, sure. Crime Time was more of a swim. hey, we're yeah. black superstars and we're doing black things and we're from the hood and right. and, and 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 Street Profits is more of a everybody can get behind this gimmick gimmick. Uh, yeah, and to be fair, I mean Street Profits they've uh they've gone swimming in the ocean and came back every time. And yes. you know Crime Time can't say that. Yeah. So too soon <laughs> and they didn't spill uh, their cups either <laughs> no they didn't i'm going with uh 
I'm going with Mr. Flair. Mr. Flair and Angel. Yeah. Just because it's Mr. Flair and because the Prophets have had it for a while and just, I don't know, it's going to be a good match and I always err on the side of nepotism a lot of times. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got to go with Street Profits. I like it them a lot. It's going to be good times. It should be good. And that brings us to your main event of the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's the WWE Championship match sponsored by Snickers and KFC. Crack open your Mountain Dew kickstarts. It's time for Drew McIntyre to put his gold up against Randall Keith. I want to. I want so to let's play set it. the stage here right now. Randy punted Flair in the head in the dark, so we don't know if it actually happened. Flair? Rick Flair, yes, Rick Flair, Flair is Flair? yes. Rick he's Flair. back. Yeah, he's back. He's been with Randy for a little while, and then Randy got pissed off because he lost the match and punted him in the head as Retribution was hacking shit, so the lights went out, and now Flair is with. With Drew, Drew McIntyre, think, claim, claiming he's going to be the future. Oh, when he gonna, came back, when he came back, Drew. Flair told Randy Orton he wanted to help him beat his title reign record because Randy's yeah. tied with it right now. So yeah, like uh, yeah, he's definitely turning on Drew. <laughs> it's it's Rick fucking Flair. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all he's done. It's all, it's all careers turn on. I didn't even know this was happening. Yeah, I just figured I had to paint that for you because I know you haven't seen any of it. Uh, it's great. <laughs> That's great. This is another though. Both main events on NXT and on SummerSlam have one wrestler I'm super into and one wrestler I really don't want to watch, and I wish I could just switch them. I wish I could see Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre on NXT and then just have Randy Orton versus Karrion Cross on SummerSlam and I'll just stop watching early. <laughs> um, uh. Because, but to be fair, in a, in a big time event, Randy Orton can usually come through to give you a, a entertaining match, if not a great match. And um, he'll do everything he can, I suppose. Uh, what do you think, Pacey? Where? How are they leaving us on this pay-per-view? Man, I'm I'm subscribing to the theory that Randy Orton wins it, gets his record title thing because Cena's gone now. You know that ain't gonna happen again. This and then and then Drew probably though, right? no. This breaks it. Orton that and Cena be. are tied currently. I didn't know that. Yeah, you could look did it up if a, you would like to. Did he get a new? Actually, I am right now, but not that I don't believe you. I just. Did he get another title reign I didn't know about just recently, or what? I, I, I believe it was like a feud with him and Cena and Cena's last little run. And hmm. that's where Orton won and tied it up. Because it was Cena going for his last one, and Orton going to tie it up. Right. So now it's tied up, but if he wins here, Nine he breaks, yeah. You're right. breaks Nine, Flair's Nine. record. And, uh, yeah, and I think Drew McIntyre probably wins it back 13. at the next pay-per-view. Wow. But I don't see why you wouldn't do it for Randy. You know, he's given his entire life to this company, and he's stuck around far longer than he needed to. Yeah, I'd prefer Cena be the one to break it, in all honesty. But, you know, Randy Orton is a multi-generational wrestler, and like you said, he's been a he's been a WWE guy through and through, and he's been there for everything they want him to do. In the main event, main event. Want to be a tag team? Tag team. Want to be a mid-card? Mid-card. Like, whatever they've asked him to do, he's done it. Yeah. So, and I don't see him, you know, sticking around another, what, 
less than five years, I'd say, and he's probably done. He's, I think he's given himself enough of the company. Just get this last accolade, which is an amazing accolade, and then oh, start your farewell tour. But yeah, that, that, Flair, Flair's Drew McIntyre's corner guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I like to double check uh, where WWE's math is coming from because I have 13 on Randy Orton. So I'd have to double-check that. It says nine-time WWE champion, four-time world heavyweight champion. That's at 13, where Flair and Cena are at 16. So I'm not sure, because he doesn't even have any other heavyweight titles outside of WWE. You know, he's never never won titles outside of WWE. But it's WWE. They can, you know, they right. change how much Flair's... <laughs> I don't know what they're saying Flair's is right now, but Cena's is 16, so... Yeah. He's well, I guess we'll see at SummerSlam, because if he does break team. it, they're going to be loud about it. Oh, for sure. And they'll say he broke it, whether he did or not. It's WWE. Yeah. Whatever they and say that's the shock turn. That's why they had to bring the video screens in with people's blank faces <laughs> for, for when Flair turns on <laughs> Drew McIntyre. They weren't going to do right. that one without some semblance of an audience reaction. Exactly. Pipe in the booze. <laughs> Pipe in the booze. Uh, <laughs> get them get tipsy. Oh, that booze. I got you. <laughs> How about a little of both? Yeah. Um, so we're going, what are we going with? Uh, oh, tiebreaker. Oscar wins both belts. I'm going to say yes. I, I didn't. I didn't say my pick for the championship. I didn't remember if you did. Or oh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm going. Yeah, we're Randy both, Orton. We're both going Randy Randy. Orton. I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. And Drew can lose it and get it back and not hurt at all. He's like Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? I guess since you said that, because I didn't know that at all, we got two options for a tiebreaker, and I'll let you pick which one you want. Either Oscar wins both belts, yes or no, or Ric Flair turns on Drew, yes or no. Which one you want to use as a tiebreaker? God. And then you get the first pick. I think Oscar wins both belts is more of a shot in the dark than Flair turning on Drew. So that's that's pretty much guaranteed. With? Let's go with the both belts, and I'm saying okay. yes because that was my prediction line anyway. Yeah, my prediction is too, but it might not happen. Like I said, I'm covering both bases anyways. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um. SummerSlam's looking to be an okay pay-per-view that I might watch a couple matches of. Uh, TakeOver You know out. me, I'm geared in for out. the whole weekend. Yeah, I'm going to check TakeOver out. I'm also going to watch Saturday Night Dynamite as it counter, counters NXT TakeOver, and it's about time AEW did this kind of move. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm interested. I might try to watch that as well because they, they're, they're going to try to pull out all the stops. They got All Out coming up. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Ah, with that being said, Fat Mag, I think it's about time for us to move into this week's Savage Sentinel. You want to start us off, buddy? I will. It's a little more than a shortage this week, but not not a ton. We've had much bigger, but some interesting stuff. And we're starting out with a super interesting story. A story about a name most of you may not know, Philip Thomas II. But the reason he's making such news is because he is accused of traveling more than 450 miles from South Carolina to Tampa, Florida, to the home of Sonia DeVille, whose real name is Daria Baronado, to take her hostage early Sunday. 
Florida deputies say he had a knife and pepper spray with him. Thomas faces charges of aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, and attempted armed kidnapping. Now, prior to his arrest, investigators say he allegedly sent hundreds of messages to Baronado through social media, some of which were direct threats of violence to her and her family. On Thursday, Hillsborough Circuit Judge Catherine Caitlin found that Philip Thomas II is a threat to the safety of the community and was denied the defense's motion to set bail, stating, I don't see any way we can protect our community in Hillsborough County if we give him bail. A GPS on him gives me no peace of mind. A GPS monitor does nothing for me. So, for this time, the stalker will remain in county jail. Good. Woo! Yes. The Thursday night hearing revealed additional details about the allegations against him. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office said the incident took place just after 2.30 a.m. on Sunday. Sonia testified that she was sleeping in her bedroom when she was awakened by the sound of her house alarm. She said she then sprinted to her guest bedroom where her friend Amanda Sacamano, also known as Mandy Rose, was sleeping and woke her up yelling, Please wake up, please wake up, please wake up. Wait! Way to wake people up. That's breaking kayfabe. <laughs> right? Uh-oh. Uh, Baronado said she and her friend then sprinted to the living room. That's when she saw a man in black clothes and a black coronavirus mask standing in her back porch outside a glass door, just staring at her. I was terrified. I was screaming, what the fuck are you doing here? DeVille said in court. Thomas's face was completely blank, she said, apparently unbothered by the blaring of her house alarm. He then began walking towards her, quote, with no fear, she said. The WWE star said she then sprinted to her friend's car, which she couldn't get to start because she was in such a panic. After realizing her foot was on the brake and not the gas, she says she left her home while dialing 911. I hope she took Mandy with. It'd be just a dick move to just, just leave her. Out, stole her car. I'm going to get you fired from your job on <laughs> Sunday anyway. Uh, the sheriff's office, which captured and arrested Thomas inside of Baronado's home, said he started planning the abduction eight months ago, research found. The threatening messages started way before then, though, prosecutors say, and didn't stop until moments before the attack, where he texted, Hey, baby, look outside, I'm by your pool, just before he broke into her house. How fucking creepy. Holy shit. And this is all just a preview for WWE Studios' newest horror film. <laughs> right? Sounds like it. Holy this fuck. This fucked This up. does yeah, not this sound like real life. No, this this is definitely a good movie. I mean, this oh. is just, especially the fact that Mandy Rose is there and everything, and just a uh, eight months. This guy, spe- oh, God, fucking nuts. Yeah, this is wild. Fucking crazy. It's 2020. Somebody tell this guy that wrestling isn't real, huh? It's still real to me. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, 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 fuck. That is. So messed up, man. I, 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 I can see I why correct. she wants out of her job, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> this shit. It's not what enough to cut me? my hair. They're still going to come after me. <laughs> uh, she was going to cut her hair out to uh, change her appearance and hide from the guy, but he already found her. She's like, fuck, <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> going into witness move. protection. Yep, going to witsec. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. It's good stuff. It's bad stuff. It's horrible stuff. I, I don't condone any of it. I feel... I mean, I was talking to my son, and I was like, that's scary as hell. Yeah. I mean, that's super scary that this dude is already in her house. Just imagine you know, what our super fans will do to us one day. I know. I know. Pepper spray and a knife. <laughs> to be fair, she probably would have been able to kick the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know, if, if he accidentally, you know, if he got a lucky shot in and stuck her with the knife or pepper sprayed the shit out of her and she couldn't see, I mean, it's it's not worth it. Your best bet is to take off. Nobody's doubting, though, that she could whoop the motherfuck out of him. Yeah. He's got to be a bitch. I haven't even seen the guy. I've seen a picture of him. He's he, a bitch. He definitely looks like a, like a basement-dwelling, unstable human being. Yeah, he's a bitch. Uh-huh. Well, just today, the return of Talking Smack on the WWE Network has been confirmed. But no Renee Young, what's the point? Good news. I know, that's true. <laughs> and you know it's going to be way different than the original where it was like, just say what you want to say. Right. Especially since... Very program. Especially since the review show will air each Saturday morning on the WWE <laughs> Network. Going after that key demographic, Fat Man. Right? Right, right <laughs> following Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon. <laughs> I can't get my kids to watch it. I tried. They're like, what where'd is you, this? Where'd you find it? Is it it's back on, on the, the network? WWE Network. Oh, they removed it after the Hogan thing. I didn't know they brought maybe, it back. Maybe they didn't bring it back. I, I It was back then, you know. It was back oh, okay. It was... I was going to say, they, they removed it when all that stuff happened. Because <laughs> I, I had never gotten a chance to, to watch them. And I was like, God damn. I wanted that nostalgia boner. But <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. Uh, the new hosts for Talking Smack are Caleb Braxton and Xavier Woods, who is still out of the ring with an injury. Talking Smack is being filmed after tonight's SmackDown from the Thunderdome at the Amway Center. Talking Smack is airing on Saturdays to ensure that SmackDown can air in all markets first. This is going to be a sad shell of what it originally was. Xavier Woods is real good, but it's... I don't know Kayla Braxton. She She's a backstage interviewer. Okay. Or ring announcer. One and in case two. anybody is interested in watching this, it will be available on the free version of the network also. So, you, know, you, don't have, you don't have to pay to see Talking Smack. Yeah. Not that anybody would. The paid version was better, though. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be life. Yep. You know. Um, I, I, I do get it, though, airing it on, on Saturday to make sure it's in all markets. But I had to put it Saturday night. Right. Although I guess, like I said before, Saturday night's kind of a death knell. But I guess since it's on the network, it really doesn't matter because you can stream it any time. So I guess it doesn't matter that it starts in the morning, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, something that might be fun to watch, though, I'm really actually interested in, is a feature film that's slated to be made for former NWA World Welterweight and UWA World Lightweight Champion, Cassandro, about his career as an exotico luchador. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what an exotico luchador is, it's basically... That's me uh, in the bedroom. Yeah, it's a cross-dressing uh, pro wrestler in Mexico. So, not necessarily gay, cross-dressing. And it's it's actually a huge genre down there. They got whole uh, exotico leagues and, and stuff, so it's, it's pretty a top 10, normal and popular. Top 10 we of the should. best. We should do a top ten exoticos. Uh, the film, the film will star Gail Garcia Bernal. We gotta rank them by boners. 
all boner ranking is tight. <laughs> the film will star Gail Garcia Bernal. It'll be super easy, in, barely an inconvenience. In the Amazon series. Pasty, I need you to get all up off my back with that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the film will star Gail Garcia Bernal. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> starting the Amazon series Mozart in the Jungle, which just sounds fucking awesome. Now I yes. gotta watch Mozart in the Jungle. Uh, I, I that's I like so Fantasia on a mountain. Yeah, it's like I what I want to see Mozart in the With Jungle. Peyote. Ooh. Um, and it'll also be directed by Oscar-winning director Roger Ross Williams. The 50-year-old Exotico is currently signed to Mast Republic's Legends of Lucha Libre. And actually, a documentary has already been made and put out about Cassandro's life. So almost similar to the uh, wrestling with my family thing, where they put out the documentary, it uh, made money, it got attention, and then they made a actual full-length film out of it. So I'm excited to see this. Um, uh, I'd, I'd love to see the documentary, which I didn't know about until I just started uh, hearing about this. But it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And for folks that don't really know Exoticos, I think it'd be a good way to get kind of a, a lesson on them and see what it's I mean, all about. I'm excited to get to know. That's something I'd never heard about until this very moment. As I'd assume, a good portion of our fans as well. <coughs> Sounds like a fun time. Uh, several older documentaries focusing on Bret Hart have quietly been removed from the WWE Network. There's no word yet on what led to the removals. Cough, cough, debuting the AEW championship. Cough, cough. <laughs> but it's possible the documentaries may have been pulled off if they featured footage of the hitman from his Stampede Wrestling days. While WWE owns the Stampede Wrestling tape library, the hitman owns the rights to his matches from that library as he purchased them from his parents, Stu and Helen Hart. Before they passed away. He got way cooler shit from his parents than I'll ever get from mine. <laughs> Can I buy my own matches? <laughs> it's smart. Spoiled Be is what it sounds like. Well, I'll tell you what, the Beatles were kicking themselves that they didn't buy their own songs. <laughs> Michael Jackson took them to the grave with them. Yeah. Ah. Bah. Bah. The same hey, issue with Hart owning his <laughs> matches has led to several complete episodes of Stampede Wrestling TV being pulled from the network. Since the removal of those episodes, WWE has only used matches from Stampede where Hart does not appear as the two sides were unable to come to an agreement on the usage of Hart's matches from them. You know, he saw Ric Flair bitching about the usage of the man with Becky Lynch a year ago. He's like, I can do better than that. <laughs> right? <laughs> It does kind of suck. Um, Stampede Wrestling has had some amazing wrestlers in them, but God, Brett had some really awesome matches back in Stampede, and it's just a it's it's a shame. I wish they could come to an agreement where WWE could pay him a royalty, but uh, WWE we know how they are. But isn't he? He's he's Legacy Club. He's he's in the Hall of Fame. He should be getting steady money from them already. It's kind of a greed move, isn't it? Oh, he does get money from them. You greed yeah. mood on Brett's part or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not at all. He owns he owns the rights to his matches, just like anybody. Um, people get royalties from a lot of shit they have in WWE, and people 
I mean, WWE bought Stampede Tape Library so that they could make money off it. Why wouldn't Brett want to make money off of his work? Was he going to start his own streaming service that I'm never, ever going to pay a dime for? No, the thing, the reason to own it is so that when WWE uses it, he can get royalties from it. That's why you own it. Yeah, but Vince is a tight ass in this pandemic. He ain't going to spend any extra money where he doesn't have to unless it's on LED screens. And and, (laughs) And I don't blame him because only a handful of us would even care that Stampede Wrestling matches have gone missing. So I I get that. But I think when times are better, he likes to have as much content on there. And there's so many... uh, so many Hall of Famers and historical wrestlers, let alone matches in Stampede, that I could see them using it. And then, you know, if they use them in DVDs, then he gets a portion of it and everything. I, I don't think it's greed at all. I think it's business. I think he'd be, he would be stupid if he had the chance to buy his matches. He would have been stupid not to. I think so. You know? Yeah. No, I, I get it's a smart move. It's just kind of an asshole move. And I don't know. I don't know. 2020 has been the year of I just got to try to be a decent human being. So it's like, well, if there's anybody to be an asshole to, it's definitely Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. To be I honest. Uh... <laughs> um, talking about being assholes, AEW has begun selling tickets for dynamite tapings going forward, opening up Daly's place for socially distanced, tested and mask wearing fans. They will only sell tickets up to 10 or 15% capacity, and the groups will be spread throughout the 5.500 seat arena. 5.5? 5,500 seat arena. There's five and a half seats. <laughs> like, wait a second. They're not social distancing very well at all. Damn. I think another um, thing of note here is the tickets start at $30, so it's not a bad fee to go and die. So no, Florida, start true. buying tickets. Let's call the herd. Drain the swamp, as one Drain would say. The swamp. <laughs> I like so I get, I get why they're doing it. Um, I, I understand it, but I just think it's, it goes back to Sturgis and everything. It's like why, yeah. even if nobody's gonna get sick, and you know I don't even have this in the news, but there was a big, uh, a big COVID outbreak busted out um, at a Fozzie show because, because Chris Jericho thought he could have a Fozzie show, and then. All of a sudden, a good percentage of people that were there are now all testing positive for COVID. It's like, even if nobody does get COVID, why risk it? How much are they really gaining having those 300 people there? You right. know what I mean? 30 bucks at, a at piece. 30 bucks you know, a pop. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to just tell you this. I, I've i said that having nobody in the stands is really hurting, <laughs> but having 300 people in the stands, that's a 5,000-seat venue, isn't going to help. Right. That doesn't help at all. So I'm disappointed. I don't know how you feel. I'm disappointed. I don't know how I feel, and it's going to take a few weeks for me to figure it out, I think, because WWE is doing this Thunderdome thing with all the screens and the faces. So AEW needed to counter that somehow, and and they do have the advantage of being in an open-air arena. Granted, it's not as open-air as I would like. (laughs) Right. But, um... I don't know. I don't know. Once again, it's Florida, so I, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. New Japan's doing it, and they're doing it in closed arenas. Yeah, which is sad. Well, two things. First of all, it is sad because they took such a huge stance at the beginning. Yeah. But at the same time, 
over in Japan and, and actually in a lot of these it's countries. better I mean, than it is barely, here, yeah. yeah. there's barely any COVID anymore. So Who would have thought people took it seriously and it wasn't so bad? Exactly. See how all these people that bitched and whined about it have now just... Pro- it's like a it's like a kid who's in time out or grounded or something. The more you bitch and whine about it, the longer you're there. If you just shut up and do what you're told, it's done quickly and over with. It's just funny to find who the real snowflakes are in 2020. Oh, no shit. <laughs> you know, it's that's... I don't think there's a more true statement for this year. Like, yeah. holy shit. She was really on the other foot from four years ago. I got a family member who legitimately has breathing problems and has uh, claustrophobia, and and it legitimately is super uncomfortable to the point of of, of you know being a, a heartache, a hard heart, heart, you know what I'm trying to say, um, for her. That, but every time she goes out to a place, she wears her mask because that's just what you do. Yeah, that's Human just what decency. you do. Human fucking decency. Yeah. You know, what, I think I heard Sweden has 0% of, of COVID now. They, they were completely clean. Wow. You know. That's good cool. Good for them. Now Americans hear that, they're going to go there and fuck it all up. Yeah. <laughs> to be uh, fair, any, anywhere Americans go, they fuck it up, so come on. Fun story, and just because we're on this talking about idiot people. <laughs> I like idiot I, people. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to hit a two-hour show this week, Fat Mac. I'm going to guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can uh, do it. I think we can. Um, This week in my town, somebody posted in the town group they were wearing their MAGA hat into Holiday Gas Station, and the attendant yelled at or didn't yell at them, but called them out for it and then refused to serve them. Three days later, after the camera tapes have been reviewed multiple times, it never fucking happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to love the whole Goodyear thing. Oh, Goodyear won't <laughs> let them wear mega hats to boycott them. Goodyear doesn't let you wear Biden hats either. They have a no political stance. You can't wear What kind of an idiot thing. wears politicians' memorabilia anyway? Oh my gosh, you'd be surprised. It is fucking stupid. But it's like it's not that it's not that they're even I There was a Trump, Trump shop but... ten miles away from my house. They got closed down for having illegal merchandise from China. <laughs> right? Well not and you you know, obviously because this came out you're seeing all the pictures, but all of Trump's limos have Goodyear tires on them. You know? <laughs> it's like it's just it's just stupid. Everything's stupid. Uh, Let's just die. <laughs> ah, it's fun times. Yeah. Where are we at? Who's now? The- it's time <laughs> for some coming and some going, and of course. As we said earlier in the night, long-time WWE broadcaster Renee Young has given notice that she is leaving the company. Young has been with the company since 2012 and is married to Jonathan Good, better known as AEW's bad boy world champion, John Moxley. News of Young's departure from WWE was first reported by OutKick. Ow! With... PW Insider reporting that she informed WWE of the decision last week. 
At one point, Young was reportedly working under two contracts. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, she had an employee deal with WWE, which allowed her to give notice when she wanted, and a second contract with Fox for the WWE backstage show, which was nixed a few months back. That contract... I didn't even know that was gone, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> CM Punk apparently isn't that good for ratings. I guess not. <laughs> That contract was canceled when the show was pulled from Fox Sports 1. With the Fox contract no longer in play, Young was able to leave WWE without any lingering obligations. It was also noted that Young agreed. That's why they brought back Talking Smack that was trying to entice her. Hey, if you come back, we'll bring back Talking Smack. (laughs) (laughs) It was also noted that Young agreed to work through SummerSlam weekend. There's no word on if WWE will use her on any of the shows this weekend. And it's unclear exactly when she will wrap up her duties with the company. Rumor has it she's looking to maybe go with uh, Fox or ESPN. A lot of people are saying AEW. I think she would make an excellent addition to the announced team. I think she'd be she'd be super she'd be dumb not to go to AEW. She's got obviously the family connection. Yeah. Um. She's super talented. They're a more um, young and diverse company, so she she hits those. You know, WWE fans don't want to see a mm-hmm. a woman on their show. And actually, I guess if you listen to if you read on the internet, then AEW fans don't want women on their show either. I guess, but I I think she'd be a great fit. I, she'd be a great fit anywhere she goes. ESPN, Fox, yeah. AEW stays with WWE no matter where she goes. She's super talented. Personally, a, I would like to see her try to. I, I would like to see her flourish outside of the wrestling bubble. Great, do like a Jonathan Coachman thing. Yeah, that'd be great. Yep. I think I think anywhere a face and a voice is needed, she can she can be that person. She she's got a lot of potential in her. And uh, yeah, not. I, I will say WWE tried with her. I'm not going to say that yeah. she was wasted there. I thought they did a good job with her. No, but she was very front and center um, for her tenure in WWE. With her husband being a, a major guy in the competing show, it just makes sense to leave. Even if she doesn't go to AEW, it just makes sense. Right. Conflict she, of she's never going to get the benefit of the doubt with him being there. You no, know? no, it's a conflict when it comes of time for promotions and shit. She's going to be the last one considered. Uh, She's not the only one leaving Pasty because Joel Belcastro, head writer of NXT, has reportedly departed WWE. This according to Ringside News and Wrestling Observer Radio. That's sad because NXT is probably the best written WWE show. Yep. And now they have Adam Cole versus <laughs> Pat McAfee. Right? <laughs> I uh, quit Belcast- too. <laughs> Belcastro was first hired as a writer in 2013 to work on WWE TV and network programming. He was promoted to lead writer and a producer of WWTV and network programming in February 2016. He was then promoted to the role of vice president of television creative in February 2019. That's huge. Yeah. Bell Castro's LinkedIn profile notes that the February 2019 promotion had him working as a lead writer, a showrunner, a producer, and talent development for WWTV and WWE network programming. <laughs> This week, Triple H was asked about the NXT head writer position during Wednesday's media call, and he noted that a committee heads up NXT creative currently, and that group includes Shawn Michaels and, or himself, Shawn Michaels and Road Dog Brian Armstrong. So, uh, I mean, those are all three great creative minds and, and, and Hall of Fame wrestlers. 
Um, yeah. Basically, you have DX writing the show, I guess. Right. Now that I look <laughs> it, at it. it works. That's what it is. It's <laughs> DX. Triple H's boys. That's just the way Vince <laughs> used to run the show. So maybe they ran off poor uh, Bel Castro or something. I'm not sure, but... <laughs> Um, it says he was the head writer. Who knows how much he did and didn't do. But like I said, that was definitely the best written show WWE had. So let's hope it at least, uh, let's hope it at least plateaus and doesn't go down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and lastly for comings and goings wrestling observer newsletter noted this week that Ray Mysterio jr. Had signed a new deal with WWE after considering an offer from AEW Meltzer said AEW's offer equaled WWE's per match offer, but WWE's deal was higher since it included more dates. Meltzer added, obviously Dominic is a big part of the deal. Mysterio's new deal is believed to be for three years. Mysterio has signed his last deal in September of 2018, and and that had expired earlier this year. So he had been working without a contract when he lost his eye. Good luck getting medical coverage for that. I'm surprised that he, if, if it's for the same money, I'm surprised he took the more dates because you yeah. think at his age he'd want less. But again, Dominic, you, you he sees he that sees Dominic. all this promise in his kid, his future WWE yeah. champion. He sees all this promise that nobody else sees. <laughs> Dominic, <laughs> he's no Dominic Dijakovic, that's for sure. You got to assume. Back when back when the Eddie stuff happened with Dominic, Vince said, Ray, one day we're going to sign your boy. <laughs> and then Vince forgot about it entirely, but Ray Mysterio didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and Dominic had just got let go by the local 7-Eleven. And Mysterio's <laughs> like, hey, he needs a job, Vince. <laughs> Where's he been wrestling? Ah, you know, he's been working the 7-Eleven. I haven't watched that brand. Because <laughs> you know for sure, not only does Vince not know most of the underground, uh, the independent uh, wrestling organizations, he doesn't know what the fuck a 7-Eleven is either. Yeah. Vince has never been to a 7-Eleven in his life. I'm going to laugh when Seth Rollins burns Dominic's face. And then Kane comes out, and Dominic's really is Kane's son, and Kane <laughs> gives him a mask. Uh, too much. <laughs> you are my son, and one day all of Knox County will be yours. <laughs> oh, oh God. that's good shit. Let's talk about her people, Fat Mac. <laughs> oh, I've been hurt. I've been hurt by Dominic wrestling, but also <laughs> Wednesday's NXT opener saw Johnny Gargano defeat Ridge Holland to earn the fourth spot in the ladder match for the vacant NXT North American title at TakeOver Triple X. But the match featured a pretty scary moment after Gargano was accidentally dropped on his head. It's happened a thousand times. <laughs> The match was stopped as Triple H and Shawn Michaels came out with others to check on Gargano. It was also noted that Gargano reportedly apologized to everyone for delaying the tapings. Sorry, I busted my skull. The spot was edited some on airing, but they did actually show Holland dropping Gargano on his head. It does look pretty rough. Um, If you want to see it, look it up, folks. 
I've seen more gruesome, but it, it looks bad. NXT returned from a commercial break with Gargano down, the referee checking on him, and Mauro Ronaldo screaming, Oh my God! <laughs> so I good, have to assume shit. the new guy is the one who fucked up the spot. Yeah, it looks so like So why it. is Gargano apologizing? Because because he's a professional and he doesn't <laughs> want to see anything happen to the show. Straight up, he's a professional. He is. You know, I saw a picture of his wife again. She's still doing this heel roll thing. I realized she's just wearing Liv Morgan's wig from when it was the the Riot Squad. <laughs> it's the same wig. Is it really? Yeah, it's yes. really bad. Really fucking bad. Especially since Ruby Riot's back now and Liv Morgan's team back up with Ruby Riot. So it's like, I'm going to need my wig back. (laughs) What are they doing with Candice right now? She's still doing that. I don't know the same heel thing from uh, War Games, I think, where she's like the dark pixie. Yeah, that's right. I I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, she can play that real good. I don't know if she is playing it good because I haven't watched, but yeah. you'd hope they'd at least you know come up with a new new gimmick Hairstyle. for it. So I'm not just here's an old wig. <laughs> Throw it on, bitch. It's just rude. <sighs> we can't buy you a new wig because we gotta buy all these LED monitors <laughs> and pyro. I heard there was pyro. On yes, the show. yes. Uh, behind the in between the rows of faces, there's like fireball launchers. There's nobody in the arena and you're spending money on pyro. How stupid. Well, you couldn't light up fireballs in between rows of audience members. They've done it before. They threw a fireball at Undertaker before his fucking match and he went out there and had a match. (laughs) Second degree burns all over him. Uh, Yes, but that's not an audience member. Just saying. Oh, speaking of audience members getting hurt, I was, <laughs> I was watching one of those hidden gems, and I, I think it was it was it was Kamala. I was watching some old Kamala stuff. Nice. Because rest in peace. Rest his peace. Rest in peace. Anyways, he's coming down the ring, and he's got that big mask that he used to wear when he comes down to the ring. Yeah. And kids are all on the side, and they're you know touching him and slapping him. You know, I've, I've you've been to wrestling events. You just want to touch the people. <laughs> he's looking straight ahead. Got his mask on. You know he can't see who's touching him or nothing. This one kid goes out, touches his arm. He straight up fucking cold cocks him with a left. Just punches <laughs> the kid right in the face. The kid jerks back and falls down. I'm just laughing my ass off. It's like that was before lawsuits and shit. You know what I mean? But it's like he just fucking cold cocked this kid. Just pow. Didn't even turn his head. He's still looking straight at the ring. Just pow. That kid punched himself in the eye for the next once every three weeks for the next six months of his life. Right, just to keep I'm it there. Keeping this forever. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. I loved it. Just that's bow. awesome. So awesome. <sighs> Sorry, sidetracked, but yeah, it, was, it had to be said. That was awesome, though. And you know what else is awesome? Marcus Buff Bagwell suffered several injuries <laughs> in the serious car accident he was in this past Sunday while driving in Cobb County, Georgia. Makes you wonder if the big boss man arrested him, old Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> home of the big boss man. 
Investigators say a black 2013 Chevy Tahoe was traveling west on Cumberland Boulevard when the driver lost control while navigating a curve. The Tahoe collided with the center median and metal fence within the median, then continued west across eastbound lanes. (laughs) Bagwell then collided with the curb before colliding into a freestanding bathroom (laughs) at the Cobb County Transit bus station. And then the Dukes of Hazard jumped over him. This just this is this is, goes back to the Sonya Deville shit. It's such a good story. Right, yo. He's, he's hitting everything. It's like watching a uh, watching two a points movie or something. Four points. <laughs> Taking up fences, hopping curbs, driving the wrong way on one ways, and ends with a crash into the bathroom. God. And there's a lady. I just, I just wish I could have been watching. And he tips his hat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> he just hands her the roll. Ma'am. <laughs> oh, little Sherman. Uh-huh. Investigators believe the 50-year-old Bagwell was impaired by prescription medication during the accident which they were calling a serious injury traffic collision. That there just sounds no... boring. doesn't sound near as fun as what you just described earlier. Right, right. We won't That's, call the 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 <laughs> That's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. Serious injury traffic, traffic collision. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like one of the shows on, uh, on interdimensional cable. <laughs> <laughs> There were no other injuries or victims. That's why we can laugh very about fortunate, it. yes. He did it to himself so we can <laughs> laugh at him. Nobody Bag- else got hurt, so fuck it. Bagwell suffered broken ribs, a broken right hip, a broken left socket bone, a broken nose, <laughs> torn right groin muscle, and he has lots of poiple bruising on his body. Despite multiple injuries, Bagwell said he will not need surgery, just more drugs. Just give me some pain pills, Doc. I'll be fine. <laughs> give me my pain pills home, don't and worry. my keys. <laughs> exactly. Where'd the Tahoe go? <laughs> you know, hitting all this stuff, he's in the safest location he could possibly be. How did he beat himself up so badly while inside of a car? You know, inside a fucking towel. Yeah, and the car's still going, so it can't be that damaged, you know? He just keeps hitting stuff. I guess um, maybe this is the... Uh, you always hear people talk about, you know, these wrestlers that are so built and, and ripped and, and big and burly. Maybe he ran into the proverbial brick shit house. You don't get that reference? I do. Okay. It wasn't funny, though, huh? No, not really. Damn it. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I'm trying. Here. And you just killed the show, Fat Mac. I'm trying. That was, the whole show was hinging on that joke. Yeah, yeah we might as well. I We're mean, out of news now. now. Yep, there's so there's, there's nothing left. You fucked fucking it up. On, ended you on that fucking. I can't even, I can't you know even what? fucking deal with you anymore this week, Fat Mac. <laughs>